After three days of testing in Bahrain, we've got new liveries, new car concepts, and the same old result for Red Bull. Welcome to Grid Talk. Today we are going to we are here to pre preview and discuss the opening round of the 2024 Bahrain Grand Prix. My name is Owen Medford, and joining me today we have Grid Talk and Formula Talk co-host Tom Downey. Hello, sir. How are you? And an inflection that doesn't need to be there. But before we get into the episode, we must thank our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, Tom, I'm just going to sort of, we're going to go, I think, back to front. Not necessarily in terms of in terms of speed, because we can't really read too much into that, as we always say we're testing. You know, that uh, it's entirely possible that they were running with 110 kilos of fuel in the car or more and uh and, and obviously there's the various sort of center paraphernalia which according to various sources can be up to sort of 20 kilos as this is just testing and it's testing not just for for bahrain this isn't an extended practice session for the teams this is to understand their cars going for every single circuit we're going to and all of the different weather conditions that we'll be running in in the dry at least and what i've gathered so far is that Alpine, having lost uh, Alan Permain, who was, you know, expected to be there basically until he retired, you know, amongst other things, has just seemed to take, it just seems to have taken a walk backwards. I don't know how much of testing you actually saw, but they just, they don't look quite right. They haven't done that much in terms of kilometres of testing. They are, they are eighth out of 10 teams for the amount of laps that they've run. It just doesn't look promising, does it? No. And for a team that walked into sports with his arms sort of held out like he was some buff bodybuilder saying, you know, five years, we're going to be winning this and that. No, Han, you've won one race and that was three seasons ago. Alpine, they've just, something like fundamentally needs to change because even the delivery, the delivery, sorry, was like a bad omen for that team because we all looked at it and we went, and then the car's gone out on track and it's just been, it just looks a bit cumbersome, a bit slow and just, like you said, obviously we don't know about testing programs, but yeah, so we don't know. They, they could have been like practicing for Monaco for three days straight and running like max downforce or something with, you know, like 100 kilos of fuel or whatever. But it's so, yeah, it's, it's the whole team just, it seems so dysfunctional at the moment. And they've got two, Decent drivers, you know, both of whom won in junior formulas. You know, obviously Gasly won GP2, Ocon won, I think Ocon won GP3 the year Gasly won GP2, I'm pretty sure they were both 2016. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a bit, you know, yeah. it's hard to even find the words for them. You, you mentioned, obviously, Alan Permain has gone. They gave Altmar um, the boot last year as well. I mean, he seems to turn into an Instagram influencer. And it's just, it's just. Wait, it's, wait hold on, has he? Honestly, right, oh, my Instagram post. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't follow Instagram that much these days. 
But um, but he looks like someone's just let their dad loose on on, on Instagram. It's, does he it's... pretend? Does he pretend to go on a private jet that he doesn't own? I oh, don't. No, no, no. He's he's not. He's he's not. He's not a. Uh, he's not a, uh, uh, a a day trader or whatever they're called. No, no. But no, no. He's uh no. But it's just you know, the the whole sort of like Renault Sport Alpine whatever they're called these days outfit. I, if I refer to them as Renault, it's not me being difficult. It's just I'm so used to calling them Renault. You know, that sometimes I do inadvertently call them that. I hate your top, by the way. For benefit of audio listeners, I'm wearing an England rugby shirt, which is disgusting. But for the be- for the benefit of for those of you who don't know where this is being recorded, uh, it's 25 minutes before before the next uh, rugby game in the Six Nations. Yeah. Just it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's just be thankful that it's not before the England Wales game. I think it's in two weeks' time. But yeah, no uh, jokes aside, uh, Al- Alpine. Yeah, they're just they're just in an odd place, and I've not got much confidence in them for this season. You know, I think they're going to need. Well, I think they're going to need a miracle or something to to sort of get a good result. But mind you, last year in Bahrain, you know, they they they, they had an absolute stinker at the start of the season. Yeah, you because know, because Ocon was you know doing his uh, was getting all the penalties and Gasly had a shoddy qualifying and then had the kind of cases retired. So, you know, it's, who knows? You know, they might have a slow start to to the to the season. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. I'm just I'm just not holding out much hope for Alpine to be honest. It just doesn't look good, does it? It's like yeah, it doesn't, mate. No, okay, I know. I know this is the, the the weirdest way you have to look. Not not the weirdest, but the way you have to look at it a lot of the time is you just have to kind of go. Does it look right? And and the question and the answer is no. I think I think the, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that the most successful thing about Alpine's running was that they didn't blow up at any point. That's I mean, but we've seen that with all the cars. And to be quite honest, you know, Alpine obviously had a number of issues last year. I think the I think to be to be quite honest, a lot of it is going to be due to the fact that the teams this year have they would have developed their engines reliability wise for a proposed change to go down to two. Uh, to two power units for the entire year. They're not going to get. They're not going to get past Saudi. No, <laughs> you don't know that. They might make it, but no, I reckon you know it's two power unit. Um, two power units for each year. Obviously, one of every two of every component you can use on a rotating basis, depending on how you sort of set it up and configure it with your pool of parts. Um, but that hasn't happened, so they haven't dropped it down to two. It's now going to. It's it's still three, but the teams will have worked on two. So. You know, you you could get an enterprising team who decides to use the more power modes, but no one seems to have done that. Haas, for example, has completed the most running of testing at 441 laps. Is that a sign of good things to come? I mean, obviously they've just lost their team principal, Aya Komatsu, no relation to the Williams sponsor, yeah. has not had particular not had particularly long in the job. So I, I, you know, you can't pin anything on on this. Honestly, just bulletproof reliability. But I I just can't. Can you? I, I, is there something I'm missing here, mate? Because like, I'm, I'm looking at the house and just going, "This is, this, this is poor." What? Yeah, mate. The issue, right, with with the house is, as we saw last year, it was all right in body specs, certainly in in Hulkenberg's hands. I mean, you know, Marcus and you know, questionable to say the least. And I think Hulk has proved that he is a better driver than certainly people like myself give him credit for, but. In race pace, the car was so bad on its tires, especially its rear tires. You know, we we saw it just dropping like a stone through the order, and because you know, quite often qualified, you know, in 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 the top ten, you know, he, he he put it on I think the second row in Canada, and I saw you know maybe the third row or something, and you know we saw this with him in twenty twenty two, 
And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just that I've read somewhere that they have apparently sacrificed quality, uh, not quality, testing, or certainly given a large part of testing to get their, just understand that how their, how their car is so heavy on its tires. No, because there, there must be a fundamental setup issue. You know, the, the car must not be, you know, set up correctly at, at the rear. And if Haas can't get that under control, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll have an all right season. But I just worry that they're going to be spending this season just at least understanding that. I think Haas definitely needs to change because, you know, because Gunther has done a lot of good things in F1. He's been at that team since 2016, and they had sort of slowly, progressively gone backwards. You know, they peaked in, and they, sorry, they came in with a sort of, you know, bit of a, you know, a, a sort of bit of fanfare in 2016. They peaked in 2018, then 2019 was sort of like a, uh, and then 2020 was no, 2021 the less had the better. 2022 was the oh, actually we might be okay. Then 2023 was no, we're not, and 2024 is going to be mummy help. So, you know, that's that's my expert analysis on Hass's ride in F1 so far. I was going um, to say, I'm going to say something a lot meaner, which is that I think that Hass's entire value is, is due to the fact that it has an F1 entry. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, they, you know they, they, they came in saying, you know, oh, we're the American F1 team. They say, like, yeah, but you've got the base in... Marinello, which fair enough for for the engine stuff because obviously they're you know they're Ferrari affiliated, but they've then got a base in Banbury and Oxfordshire, then they've got a base in Canapolis. It's just like it's so spread out. You know, that that operation, you either need to commit to being a US team like Andretti, who you know the cheek of to say I would ruin the competition of the sport, mate. Who are you competing with? Competing with yourselves and your own tires. Give it a rest. So it's just, you know, that Haas, I'm just, I just don't know. I mean, I'd like to see them sort of like get back up there because I certainly did quite like Haas, but they've got to a point now where it's sort of just like, we, especially on these shows, we just go, oh yeah, they qualified and then they fell down the order like a stone and finished P16 and P18. That's what we seem to do. To be honest, I think that's the biggest thing as well is that, yeah, I, looking forward to the, to the race, to the race weekend, I, I, Looking at their race, you know, just borrowing off, off, you know, the analysis done by by uh, the official F1 website on this, and they they are poorest in uh, race simulation pace, and they are poorest in qualifying simulation pace. So they're going to start last, and you can't. And luckily, they're not going to drop down the order. But that's only because they're going to be, you know, I, I guess being lapped just immediately. I mean, obviously, you know, it's going to throw up some some big questions and and obviously we're doing we were doing this on the the track that is hardest on tire wear but yeah it feels so poor it does doesn't it it's just not i don't know it just feels yeah just feels off but you know uh, you know pass uh, are gonna hash and you know we'll 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 see what comes about in is it next week it is next week. It's, in fact, it will it will be like today. Yeah, it, it will be like this I exact think, time next week. We'll probably be watching Max Verstappen on the top step. Yeah, we'll be eight. Well, I think yeah, I think we're. Hold on, I will just check, but I think we'll be eighteen laps into the Grand Prix right now. Yeah, well, there's no Grosjean on. To, in fact, I'm not even going to say that. Yeah, don't say that. Tom. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's obviously pending no safe as of you, whatever. But yes, okay. Yeah, it's, you're. <laughs> 
it's, it's weird because it's going to be so soon. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Actually, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. We will be watching Max Verstappen on the podium. The race starts at three. Yeah, yeah, it'll be... Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, but by this point, he'll have had a couple of bickers with, with uh, JP, uh, GP, sorry, and then he'll be uh, he'll be on his way to his however many race. And he'll be extending his own streak of continuous race victories. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't, I don't really even want to think about it, to be honest, because... I, they just look a step ahead you know they they look like they're having a five-star time and similarly if you could take just five minutes if you're if you're enjoying this podcast uh, we'd love it if you could take five to leave a five-star rating on spotify or a five-star review on apple podcasts it's kind of ominous isn't it how far ahead red bull seem to be we saw them completely update the concept or change it quite significantly they seem to have come up with some really innovative solution, borrowing from up and down the grid, you know, borrowing from Mercedes, the sort of taking what they can and fully leveraging the fact that they've got the power to power, uh, power unit in house now. You know, obviously they're not building themselves. I think they're, I think they're still getting up and running, but clearly there seems to be a lot more of integration between between the chassis and the power unit, and it it just looks. Can you see? I mean. I'll put it this way. Can you see anyone, anything else but a Red Bull 1-2 on top of the podium? I think we could see... I think we'll definitely see a Red Bull 1. You know, obviously, there are question marks over, you know, the Perez's, you know, like... No, no, not question marks over his ability, but if you look at how his season unraveled last season, yeah, we, we could put question marks over that. You know, you know, the Red Bull is looking imperious. And whether it's going to be a 1-2 or, you know, you know, I think... I, I, Personally, I think barring any metallic issues, I think Max is going to win. You know, everything that we've seen in testing, like we said, we don't know fuel loads, all the rest of it. Apparently, Mercedes have been sandbagging a bit, from, from what I've heard. I don't know. You know yeah, gonna... we claimed that the last two years, so, what, so wait, quite honestly. The only, thing that's changed, the only thing that's changed there is the fact that the car doesn't look as... It looks sorted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that's a bad way to do it, but it doesn't look as... But they've not tried to go with the zero side sidepods concept for a third year in a row because it, it it had some sort of like promise in 2022. Then 2023, it was just yeah, wasn't great. And you know they're you know they've just well, I, they've I, I, they've kind of just abandoned it. I think they thought they thought they'd taken a step at 2022. Clearly, 2023 yeah. was God, and it wasn't even a trial by fire. It was you know. All, all the way through every single appeals court of fire. Yeah, um, it was... Uh, and, uh, and uh, apparently, you know, d- sort of really, I think, took the wind out of them as, as Mercedes is being pilfered left and right for other teams' technical departments, as is, as is want to happen, particularly in a cost-cap era. And, I th- you know, I, th- I think they thought, you know, they've, they've really had to c- come and, and sort of... just sort of redo the car from the ground up. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I, you know, we're talking about like using a bit of Red Bull one two. I, I think if if the pace we've seen in testing is to be believed, we could have one of the McLarens up there. You know, either one of them. They're obviously both the supreme drivers. Those two. We could have either one of the McLarens, either one of the Mercs. Yeah, we could potentially have Alonso out there. Stroll, not so much. I don't think that's be realistic. But you know, Aston Martin definitely sort sort of seemed to have taking their car as an evolution of last year's car and sort of continued with that kind of pace. You know, they didn't... 
we're not talking about them in the same light we were talking about them last year, but that's because the, the performance gains they made between 2022 and 2023 were enormous. So, you know, th- there are, you know, there are obviously, you know, different, you know, sort of like different sort of ways of looking at it, you know. They're almost like expected by this point to sort of have that kind of pace, given the precedent they set from last year. You know, Mercedes. You know, I'm I'm not you know being being a little fanboy whenever I say this, but I I do I do genuinely want to see Mercedes back towards the front, and I want to see McLaren at the front. I I just I don't even really care who it is at the front. I just want to see a title scrap, and you know it, you know even if it's like a sort of even if it's just a sort of occasion where we have like some race weekends in the year when you know Red Bull aren't on the pace, because look at Singapore from last year when I said they weren't on the pace, you know they just they couldn't get the sets up right at all. You know even if we just if we take like 2019, an absolute banger of a season, you know where you know with lots of different race winners, you know Mercedes weren't sort of perfect aside from one race, you know one race weekend that we had with Red Bull last year, and if we get that, you know it it will be an exciting season because that was part of the issue we had last year. So if if the sort of like I don't like to use the phrase best of the rest, but we need to be realistic and say that, you know, let's say Red Bull are going to be at the top. So if we you know, if we have Mercedes, McLaren, Aston Martin, Ferrari, you've got to put it in there. I don't like to put Alpine in there, but I honestly don't think they will, given what we talked about earlier. So if if you look at sort of like P two to P five in the constructors, that could that could change almost on on a sort of like weekend by weekend basis. I mean, heck, with with a sprint weekend, it, it could change between a Saturday and a Sunday. So you know, it's you know, there is the potential there for 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 it to make it a really exciting, not only Grand Prix weekend, but what we've seen in testing, potentially make it a really exciting season. Yeah, I'm hoping. I think I think you're right. I I my hope is that Red Bull have taken this step, but kind of after a particularly dominant, you, you see it going waves, don't you? Really. You sort of, I mean, Red Bull before and Ferrari before them had, you know, it's, it's only really Mercedes that's managed to have dominance and then sort of, sort of, I'm not or kind of a consistent level of dominance over the year, over each year of their of their dynasty sort of thing. Whereas yeah. Red Bull, you know, you had to, sort of 2010, they didn't have they didn't have complete dominance. 2011 blew them apart, blew everyone apart. Obviously, 2012 goes to the last race, and then 2013 yeah. doesn't do that. I'm, I'm. You know, my thinking is that you know maybe Red Bull have sort of not so much peaked, but maybe for where they are now, found the limit of the car concept. Although I could yeah. compl- be completely wrong, you know, we could be in a completely new ball game. But I think, yeah, as you say, I, th- I think Red Bull. Uh, sorry, I, th- I think Aston maybe are slightly further part, of the, uh, further back. McLaren look happy with their car. Mercedes, as you say, looks sorted. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, they, they all. You know, I think it's actually quite exciting in some ways because. We've got a number of teams who are at the point where they look like they can at least start from a, a solid starting point and develop their way towards the front. Um, yeah. One of those teams who I think has made actually, you know, we've been talking about a lot of te- about teams going backwards, apart from Red Bull and and obviously Mercaston and McLaren, but that's the top half of the table last year. The sort of bottom half of the table that I want to just pick out as we sort of wrap this up and bring this to a close is. V-carb, and that's what we're calling them. I'm just going to tell you right now is is V-carb. It's just a little bit easier to say and to avoid ambiguity. That's why we're why we're saying it that way. I think they've really kind of got. They seem to have really got on top of the car this year. And there's going to be inevitable questions about borrowed parts or shared parts. Yeah, uh, from the sister team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
yeah, that's probably. I think borrowed parts is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, uh, the best way to say that. You know, and and obviously there's been a lot of people. So you know, Zach Brown saying that the rules themselves are, are I do allow the, for the dual ownership of a team by one organisation, but maybe those rules aren't fit for purpose. But unfortunately, but as as things stand, they are they are a legal team. There's a that that's legal and that's fine, and they are operating clearly within the rules. But they seem to make a proper step, and I think it it, it makes a welcome change from what we saw last yeah. year which was a very very poor year and by comparison we've got you know it, it honestly it looks like we've got a, a, a v-carb or a, or a red bull b team that looks like it's actually going to be useful to to ascertain the performance of drivers right exactly and the thing is that's what that team has always been you know because it it, it forever was the red bull junior scene and you know the, the red bull they can call it a sister team whatever they like but given yeah, given sort of like the history of what that team has done, you know how, yeah, uh, you know, So when they've called it, when they call it a driver swap with Gasly and Ocon, uh, not Gasly, not Gasly and Albon, and they call it a driver swap with Max yeah. and yeah, Kvyat. You know, back in 2016, it's think that was eight years ago, by the way. Eight years, eight years ago, yeah. and and it looks like he could be getting his fourth world title. So mm-hmm. in the he's he's won a title in half of the years he's been in F1. Yeah, which is. Insane, yeah, almost. Because don't forget, he did twenty fifteen. Yes, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, know. it's still a pretty high percentage, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much yeah. You know, that's you know, that's 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 a pretty good return on investment, I'd say. But yeah, you know, it, it's yeah, it's V carb. I was just going to call them. But generally, by mistake, I was going to call them AlphaTauri. Then, first of all, livery, moi, absolute chef kiss. I love that livery. It reminds me of, of the old um, Toro Rosso in the twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen livery. And I, I really like it, and I'm here for it. It's good in the daylight, and it looks great under the lights. Lights, yeah, that that sort of like reflective paint. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. But yeah, they're uh, yeah they're they're definitely like moving in in the right in the right direction because you know, they they had a pretty awful start to 2023, and you know it was only sort of the latter half of the year when they really started to upgrade in the car, which did coincide with Danny Rick coming back in. So you know, I. I yeah, I've, I've, I genuinely, I think if the race would have, you know, that car in the latter half of the year last year, I think he would have been all right. Because you know, the car did improve a lot, and it lifted itself off the bottom of this of the standings to, I think, eight, I want to say. Because they were definitely ahead of Sauber and Haas. Well, for me, it about last year. So, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting time for them last year. And th- um, this season, it looks like they've really made a step forward. They've, they've, they've understood the philosophy of the car a lot more, you know, obviously these big sort of like new aero round effects cars that, 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 were, that were in our third season of now. I, I, V-Carb, I think they're looking quietly confident. And if you look at the history of that team, you know, I'm not talking about when they were Minardi, but I'm talking about sort of like when they were in their Toro Rosso, then Alfa Tari hey, heyday. You know, at some point, you were seeing like both cars in Q3 fairly regularly. And, you know, you, you're seeing... Fairly consistent points. I'm sure in 20, I want to say 2016, no, no, I think maybe 2017 or something, they finished like fourth or fifth in the constructors. And, you know, that's a, you know, that's a real like impressive achievement for, for a team that's supposedly a a junior team. So. Well, wasn't, wasn't it ever as well funded? But I think, uh, you know, maybe that's, I, I, I haven't looked at their financial figures, but I imagine it's an awful lot easier to hit to the uh, to their budget cap when you are, when you're backed by Red Bull. I think that will help. Yeah. 
to be fair, I, I would actually like to quite like to see them in P three uh, in, in Q three a lot. I think that's going probably going to happen more more often. They do seem to have the qualifying pace, one lap pace, despite you know maybe for someone like the Salver whacking on a, a whacking on a C four tire that they won't have next that they won't have next week just to do a glory run. So <laughs> that's not to say too much about that. We haven't said much, but to be quite honest with you, over the over the three days of testing, they didn't do much. Yeah, um, now, you know they did quite a few laps, but. You'd be hard pressed to see them, you know. It, it got to the point where I, I was I was trying to ascertain whether there was mic interference on the Ferrari powered cars, and I never got to find out whether it was there on the on on the Ferrari powered Salva there. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to next week to see. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week, starting from the Thursday, to see what the what the pecking order is actually starting to work out as. Sort of based on that. I'm going to, I'm just, just based, you know, it's, it's going to be a sort of, you know, a difficult one to say, but I'm I'm going to, I'm really going to put you on the spot here and then, and then put myself in the same spotlight, Tom, but I'm just yeah. thinking what, what's your, what's your prediction? What's your prediction for the, I'm going to go with the, the, the race podium. I think we're going to, I think Max is going to win. Jock. I think we are going to see, I think we're going to see Lando P2 and Perez P3. Oh, that's an interesting one. See, I don't rate Paris well, high, highly enough to, to to put him up there. To be quite honest with you, I yeah, think... I had noticed. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the this is the season that he has to fight for his seat. Straight yeah. up, he, yeah. he has to he has to fight for his seat. Um, his, his contract is up at the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah, he's got not... a two year extension in twenty twenty two. I'm not even going to speculate on on uh, on how his contract. That's uh, not. Is gonna is gonna play out. Um, I'd I'd like to see you know at least a few wheels turn in anger over the next sort of fifty seven laps of 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 the Grand Prix weekend. And I think yeah, I have to agree. I think Max Verstappen is gonna be top of the table come the end of it with the fastest lap point because of course, oh of course. Well, you know, he seems sort of built for it. As, you know, it's what he wants to do. What he wants to have. I think I'm gonna go for. I'm going to go for Carlos Sainz in second. I think Ferrari. We haven't talked to them very, talk about them very much here, but I think Ferrari seem to be clear second. I, unfortunately, I, I, I'd love Leclerc, but I don't. Th- I don't see him rounding out third. I think I'm going to have to go for. To be honest with you, I'm going to go Oscar Piastri in third. Okay. Do you have any bold predictions for us? All, all twenty drivers are going to finish the race. I wouldn't say that's bold. To be quite honest with you. That's fair enough, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's bold based on what I've seen. I'm playing it uh, safe. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a Williams, and you know what? No, because I don't think they're going to get that. Quite honestly, I know a bold prediction. Bold prediction: uh, a V carb on the podium. Oh wow, Ricardo on the Ricardo on the podium on the podium. Oh my words! Go down to the driver. Imagine start as mine to go on. Ru- to make everything sort of ruin everything, you seem sort of speechless, Tom, from that one. I'm not going to lie. But, well, yeah, you know that sort of like went from zero to one hundred real quick. Yeah, it sounds like the career of what's his? Oh, Andrea Kimi Antonelli, who you can. <laughs> yeah. See- yeah, we're going to be hearing a lot about him this year. There's a there's a Mercedes seat up to up for grabs, and I'm just wondering where where could I hear Tom? Where could I hear about the things that are going on in the junior formula this year? Well, funny you should ask, my friend. And thank you for that lovely segue. You can catch anything from Formula Talk, which Sophia and I host. When we're not away, that is. Her more than me, to be fair. She's a right international jet setter. And so, you know, I'm here looking after my cat who's in the background. 
currently fast asleep, which will probably be me this time next week watching the race. But yeah, no, you can yeah, anything sort of F two, F three, F one academy. And we're covering a bit of IndyCar, all, all that, all that, all of that stuff. You can catch that on our new YouTube channel. So that's if you search for, for Formula Talk, you'll find us. Then anywhere you listen to Grid Talk, so you know Spotify, all that, all that lovely stuff, you can find episodes of Formula Talk as well. Excellent. And if you're one of the 72 people who aren't yet subscribed to the channel, remember sure make sure you go and subscribe to the Formula Talk YouTube channel and the Grid Talk YouTube channel and consider helping us out with a like and subscribe as well. Be sure to follow us on our social channels at Grid Talk UK to stay updated with the show. That's Grid Talk UK anywhere you see the app. As we've said, Grid Talk is available on YouTube where most episodes are recorded live as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Casts. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to qualify sorry previews and reactions to the races and the race results please consider supporting the channel on patreon so we can get mics lights and better recording equipment make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when each new weekly show a weekly episode is released we will be back soon with plenty more f1 content right after the first race thank you very much for listening to the grid talk podcast presented by bet online and goodbye